Okay. Boom, okay. sky high in the house. Marcus Washington. Uh, oh, go ahead. You were saying um, uh, flopping the soft air of the NBA, uh, and we were piggybacking on a political talk just for everybody to get up to speed. Okay, but yeah, continue so on. My, my thought process is like, so I have a lot of people who, who say that the NBA players are soft now or whatever. And um, my personal opinion is I don't, I don't really think that they're soft. I think that's what the environment molded them to be. You know, back in that time when Jordan was coming through, like there was no free lunches, none of that, right? But they fought for, you know, a, a easier lifestyle, a little bit of more equality. And that rolls into what the millennials are now experiencing. And if you want to say anything about how it's not that way, well, it's partially because there's things that the NBA and basketball has changed society that changed why they play that way, in, in my opinion. You know, like, when the malice in the palace happened in 2004, right? That was a big, that was a major change for the NBA to try to loosen or change the, 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 um, the, I like the, not the idea over there. Uh, yeah. The identity, you know, because remember before the NBA, NBA players were coming in with long t-shirts, a do rag and some chains. Then Stern said, no, you got to come dressed up if you're on the sideline. Remember, and, that, and some of them say it was because of Allen Iverson, but they were changing the, the image. But if you're saying if something's soft or players are n not strong, it, it's because they were conditioned, in my opinion, to play in the new league and how things are called. You know, I, I mean, I want your opinion on that. Like, I'm not too sure if you heard a lot of people say the same thing about that with the NBA and, and athletes. And, and uh, let me just say this too. Uh, uh, Somebody posted earlier on YouTube, and I, I, I can't remember on ESPN. He said that it's funny because we only say that in the NBA about can these people play in all areas. That's a good point. I think that uh, it, it's weird. I think when we were – before we actually recorded, it, the, the interesting thing you said was like – millennials get blamed for a lot of shit right now right or it seems like that it, yeah. i mean it seems like we're the ones who get shitted on yeah yeah maybe i'm sensitive to it because i'm a millennial like we're like the elder state millennial like we're literally like the beginning stages of millennials so we kind of identify we kind of don't you know yeah no that, that that's what I, that's what i'm thinking i'm like maybe this is like every generation went through this with the generation before them and we're the ones getting shitted on because we're pitted between like okay there's these old motherfuckers so don't look at us because it's them but then yet we look at each other like yo when's the first time you voted fucking two years ago fuck you haven't voted this whole time fuck no i don't believe in none of that shit we're like okay so then now these young kids are like we want to vote when we're 18 and now that is kind of weird when politicians are looking to either bring the voting age down or just look for younger voters because i'm like it does you know go that whole separate route of you know kind of manipulation of media to voting but in the stance of basketball bringing it back i think for us and how we view the game i think we for me i lean towards where the best of it because we were the tail end of that great era of basketball that is down in history now as the greatest but yet we live in an era too where this is the most skilled basketball players we're seeing and not only in the United States, but all over the world. Like the NBA is a world game now based on that generation. Like the, the Jordan documentary basically ushered in that whole era of international ball. So 
the skill level is high. And these athletes have now become super athletes where the, the, you know, the 10th dude on the bench is like, Oh, that dude is a part-time car salesman or, you know, he's like a normal person where now it's like, Oh no, I'm 24 seven basketball player. Like people want this spot. You're, you're absolutely right. Because I, I think back then the salaries were not that good and granted, you know, and that's another thing people are upset about the salaries, but it's like, but you paved the way to get to here. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the skill level and the athleticism is high. Now, I'm not sure if the effort's the same for me. You know, do they do, they, do most of them have the dog dog effort? No, I don't think so. But that's because that's how they were kind of raised. But um, you know, I think that like when you look how quick some of these people are tall and lengthy and jump, like they're closing down. Like Kerr was amazing. I just don't know if Kerr would be in the NBA right now, you know, um, because it wasn't like he was very athletic or anything like that. He was very uh, technical, you know, and where the league is at now, it's all about like kind of like your athleticism mixed with skill. And I, I do agree a lot with what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, Steve Kerr's an interesting dude because there's like there's players in the league now that you can't like really identify by first name. The most famous one I think would be like Caruso from the Lakers, only yeah, because it's, that dude for some reason. That's what I'm saying. But he I, I, would. I looked, I looked up those, on a post and was like, "Who has the best crossovers in there?" And he was like, "Honorable mention Alex Caruso." I was like, "I just do so much love." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, and I don't know if it's because he's part of the L.A. machine, but okay, so there's a guy like that. Maybe Kerr could have been a guy like that, but I, I, I think I'm more on the same page in the idea that the NBA, because of the money, fosters you know a lot more competition. People want to get in, so higher um, athletic level, you know, most likely skill level, the best of the best practitioners. Um, but or is the effort there? You know, is there a sense of team ball? Is there a, a want and a drive and a desire to win? It's hard to say because if you're an 18-year-old or a 19-year-old and you sign like a, you know, $35 million deal, it's like, it's hard to keep that hunger, I would think. You know what I mean? Oh, we got Marjani phoning in. Because, you you know, you you uh you made it. You know, so there's that weird part about not making it that, that drives you. You know what I'm saying? That like, oh, I haven't made it, so... When you when you get like kind of restricted, you kind of you know work harder as to get in a certain um, place in life. But also, I mean, do I think that some of these players may not have the same drive? A lot of these players also. I don't know how it was in the in the past. But a lot of these players now are groomed from like fourth and fifth grade. They've been playing AAU ball, private practices since they're like in fourth or fifth grade to try to be a phenom. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of them may not have that like overdrive or whatever because they've been doing it for so long too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just maybe an assumption. I, I mean, I have to know. I don't know if Michael Jordan was in AAU ball at at you know in the third six. or fourth grade or you know six or whatever. I'm pretty sure he picked up the basketball at a young age, but um, you know, because I think of that that uh, that what is it, ten thousand hour statement? But mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Yo, Marjana, you there? Marjana, you in? Can you hear me? I'm here, player. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Thank you. Uh, right now, we got Marjani beaming it. No, you good. You good. Uh, just to fill you in, so uh, we started the pod with uh, uh, Marcus. We were talking about uh, millennials kind of piggybacking off of some political stuff, but uh, in the terms of today's game, we were talking about, like, uh, the soft label with today's game. And then uh, Marcus just got finished alluding to kind of the evolution of, of the game essentially where higher wages deems better talent gets better uh athletes can steve kerr survive in the league you know is it skill is it not you know uh do, do today players have a lot of more effort it's one of those situations so we're kind of marcus uh kind of alluded to the idea that maybe um you know it's uh yeah like is the effort there because the game is today's game and it's there's flopping but it's through evolution you know and that's where we're at right now with the discussion so yeah hope everything's well let me know what you take yeah yeah Yeah, everything's good what's going on um yeah marcus and i talked about it a little bit before um a couple days but let me just get right to the point um i just feel like the it is money driven it's money driven it's also productivity driven and when you're young in the game you know you can get by on talent athleticism right but when you get to the league everybody is a 10 on the on the athletic skill you know what i'm saying so when you've been getting by on your athleticism you know you may not develop your uh you know your your tech your technique you know what i'm saying that's why you see people that get to the league and can't make free throws. You know what I mean? It's something that they haven't tried to make. And we all know the cliche is free. You know what I mean? It's a free throw, doc. Like, nobody's trying to block your shot. Nobody's, you know, none of that. So that's all having to do with preparation or the lack thereof. You know what I mean? So I, I uh, you know, this, this whole, like I said, we can get more into it, but like I pitched last time about Jordan being, you know, do y'all think Jordan's good for the game or not? You know, well, and we talk I, about that. We haven't really brought that up, so we can talk about that after you're you're done with the your input. Uh, well, yeah, uh, but yeah, so that's just kind of like has to do with that. So hopefully, you know, I, I answered that question. I just think that, you know, uh, it it be it became more of a business. You know, before it was like. Uh, it wasn't the business that it is now. And right. And then when you become a business, you know, obviously some things fall off. Yeah. Johnny, I have a question too. Like, uh, cause this was brought up earlier, uh, as, as part of the elder state millennial, do you feel that like sometimes they blame millennials for everything? Like, I feel like a lot of times we're watching the news. It's like these millennials, these millennials, it's like, damn, like, <laughs> do you think it's like kind of a blaming this generation still? Uh, I mean, I, I think that, yeah, I mean, I think there's a little bit of that, but I mean, I, I think every generation has its ills, right? I mean, we could say that we're the, the group that, you know, social media, you know, has poisoned our society, you know, but so has, so has Jim Crow, you know what I mean? I mean, like we can go through every generation and be like, y'all fumbled, you know what I'm saying? Y'all dropped the ball on, on some aspect of social evolution, you know, in society, like, we're just nitpicking as to what it pertains to, but there's a lot of things that exist right now that if they had been 
actually settled and dealt with and addressed in our country, there wouldn't be a boiling point right now. You know what I mean? And a lot of this toxicity that exists, like, I know we're, I'm talking even more politically, but even like the, um, you know, even, even, you know, uh, like this, this, uh, the way that I'm going to say our culture is like, you know, to advance a lot of times we do rely on sports, you know, the black culture and stuff like that. But man, let's, you know, when you have a, when you have more options, right. When you have more, you don't feel so dependent on, on this, on, on your athleticism. I, I know people that are ballers that are good that are whatever, but they're like, Hey, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to go play chess. You know what I mean? I wanted to be a mathlete. You feel me? I wanted to do, you know, something else, you know, FFA. And yeah. so, uh, so, so I'm saying like, if we just, uh, everybody's dropping the ball, we we're, we're just limited finite beings. We don't know everything, uh, all the time in any generation, you know, where there's going to be inherent mistakes made. When you're absolutely right with people, everybody dropping the ball. Uh, and before you got here, I was joking around with, uh, uh, Mr. The Revive was that uh, I said, I said, if, if you want to blame millennials, then blame, blame the, uh, you know, the baby boomers, because they're the ones that raised us. They're the ones that taught us to be this way, you know, you usually say that too. But um, I mean, I, I think it's a, obviously so dropping ball in all ends, you know, because um, like I, I said that they think that we're soft. Uh, they say the NBA is soft, but I think the NBA is soft just because it's just the environment that was created. You know, they built up to this point of salaries protecting players no hard fouls because you're you're you know these teams are paying good money for these players the malice in the palace to where the fight happened you know in in uh i think it was in detroit yeah in detroit where you know that that was trying to a, a point where they're trying to change the image of the nba so if people are going to say it's soft then you have to look at the history of why it was that way you know Definitely. And and definitely and and I think you gotta also consider the fact that you know uh, <clears throat> people love scoring you know and for those and when 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 the league branched into TV like uh, deals like on Comcast right CSN Bay Area like you know you talking about billion dollar uh, contracts and deals like that right people who aren't at the games don't enjoy defense right right because there's no environmental energy to be involved with, right? Like you could get behind defense if you're at the game because you're like, oh, okay, this dude turned the ball over or he got stripped or whatever. You're like into the game like that. But when you're at home, it's, you know, if the TV's the ambient background noise, it's not really that um, engaging. But scoring is watching somebody flap the court and dunk and do all of this. So, you know, we, we've seen the league go from 85 average points per game to 90 high 90s right like you know the kings and all that to like 106 you know what i mean and 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 like people score more points per game has is is a uh, you know has uh it's a big reason why you know like the league is successful people want to see that they don't want to see the detroit pistons like and defensive shutouts and all that i mean they don't want to, they don't they want to be entertained and they want to believe that like they could be Mike's too. And if you see more people like Michael Jordan, then you believe that it happens to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or that there's, you know, he's not just some kind of like anomaly or whatever. So it's, a, it's about psyche. It's about a whole bunch of things, right? Obviously, when we talk about billions of dollars, there's a lot invested in 
you know, uh, the psychology of the game, right? The psychology of the fans' perspective, the, you know, the whole thing. And I'm interested to see how this is going to work out if there ain't no fans in the, in the stadium or the arenas, you know what I'm saying? How that affects the psychology of, of the players, you know? Yeah. So. I mean, people live off of that. Some people live off of that, that uh, momentum. Yeah, I think it's interesting hearing, th- thinking about what you guys are saying. Uh, it, it's fascinating because what's the oldest sport that we know of existing? Like, I want to say baseball. Or right maybe in the United States. Soccer, but. Soccer. Track and field. I don't know. Does that count? Yeah. So I'm thinking in my head, it's like certain things with like basketball, uh, like basketball versus baseball, for instance. Who how much has baseball evolved versus basketball and how much of that is because of the surrounding factors instead of just the game itself. Like would basketball would have been where it's at today. If let's just say a uh, TV never existed or, uh, or when it was just, you know, on regular TV, like, Oh, the NBA finals on Tuesday at midnight on, you know, cable access, like if it just stayed there, would have it still stay, would have it still garnered these people or, you know, is there something else going? It, it's weird because the evolution of it is is hand in hand with media itself. Because the way that, like, we're watching the Jordan doc, it's almost like you're watching uh, a movie, like a serious like movie. Like, yo, this is now a movie. I, you can't even tell if it's real or fake because it's off of perspective. So more people are enamored with now the the people in the game more so than the sport itself, at least in that iteration of it. But you know, so basically my take is, is this supposed to continue on? And I think what Marjani kind of tailing off what you said, what, what is the next evolution of the sport? Because it's obviously something that's supposed to happen, but basketball in particular is fascinating because of the, the physical part that's happening where seven-foot point guards are everywhere now. And the, the made-up <laughs> player you make, your custom player that you make, is like, oh, seven, seven, 99 threes, 99 handle, 99 rebound. Like, that's that but, guy. But, but why is that? Why is that, though, in your opinion? Ryan, I start. I mean, go ahead. Mark, I didn't mean to cut you off, Morgan, because I'm gonna ask that question next. Go ahead. Why, no, it was. It's funny, cool, because when you say that of like the evolution of, of basketball, I just think of the evolution of hip hop. For some reason, I see basketball and hip hop synonymous with each other. Like as that grows, so is basketball, and hip hop is growing international, and so is basketball. I don't feel like any other music associate so much with a sport like like hip-hop and basketball and those are the two things where they they kind of grew at the same time um so i it is it is an anomaly and and i don't know why baseball hasn't grown i think i i mean i don't don't know why but it was it was dope i hate to say it, it was dope when when people were roided out hitting home runs i was watching it you know um but I also think yes. about, for some reason, I think about, like, wrestling, right? And why I say wrestling is because you have these, like, fairly very athletic, big-ass people that are doing <laughs> these things, you know? And it's a spectacle, but you love it, and it's, like, it's an entertainment. You can see the people. Um, they were talking about in ESPN how, they're, like, football players have this concept. They call it – I think they call it a helmet syndrome. And what that is is when they go to clubs or whatever, they tend to spend more money because people don't know who they are 
because they're hitting behind the helmet. While in basketball, people know who you are. You're, you're, you're visible. You know, most people know who you are. You're visible. Plus you're, you're ungodly. You're like six, four, six, five or something like that, which is not a normal human being, you know, size. Interesting point. Like people like people like excellence, you know. And, and I'm not saying uh, that other sports aren't excellence. I don't think some people understand how excellent you need to be to hit a home uh, like a, a baseball. Um, but I also think that people see like these big gladiators of men in in basketball too that are. That like you're not supposed to move like that at six six or six eight, you know. Absolutely. It's interesting, like uh, the evolution of like what you were talking about, Marcus, with the like the football helmet thing. It's like football is definitely a team sport in its construction. You definitely can't go out like, hey, man, you trying to go play football? Like, you got to get like a whole bunch of motherfuckers. Like, you can't just be like, yo, let's go. Let's go football right quick. Like, so with basketball, it is less numbers. And there was some it's a team sport. It still is a team sport. But the way that it's evolved, whether it's through, you know, uh, media or the direction of the business and how it, you know, kind of portrayed it it kind of led to the idea of like, now it's individuals. We want to see the apex. We want to see the alpha. Uh, is that like evolution or is that us? That's what we really like, you know, like uh, same thing with, uh, you know, UFC, same, same idea. It's like, it's some weird gladiator sports stuff. Is it innate that we feel that way to see a superstar raised to a certain type of excellence or is it, uh, where we kind of conditioned or learned, quote unquote, to say to uh, to seek that, and now that's how we want to see sports. Where baseball wants to push their superstars, uh, football is trying to do their thing. Obviously, it's only on the quarterback and the more major uh, positions, wide receiver, running back, so on and so forth. But um, yeah, how much of that is dealt with media now? Because the way we see the game, we know what excellence looks like. I mean, it's been recorded and given to us on highlights and, you know, ceremonies and championships and the adoration for these athletes. I'm like, yo, this is kind of crazy in a weird way. It is similar to that, those scenes in Gladiator when, you know, he, he wins and it's just people just carnal like, yeah, oh, that's my <laughs> team. That's my guy. Like, it's interesting. Like, how much of that is nature versus learned behavior is, is, is fascinating to me. Yeah, also thinking about like UFC. But go ahead, Marjani. Sorry. Oh, it, it's good, brother. Go ahead. But I was thinking about like UFC, and that's bigger than boxing right now. I would say, even though boxing usually the fighters get more money uh, for the purse or whatever, uh, and it makes me wonder. It's like so UFC is is bigger. Although to me, I felt like it fell off to when it was pretty good. You know, like. Yo, Ryan, like your brother and and your brother and I, and we used to watch UFC when it was literally underground and brutal, like where somebody my size was fighting somebody. <laughs> you know, like my size, <laughs> you know, trying to fight Marjani, you know, 6'3", 
289 pounds or something like that, you know. I wish I was 6'3". That would be long. <laughs> you know, it was like it was, there was no there was no balance in where like you had to see somebody really like oh, I'm gonna have to figure this out. You know. Yeah, you commonly saw teeth get kicked across the, uh, yeah, the rink. Commonly, getting knocked out. Uh, it was there. There was no balance. It was brutal at the very beginning. Ankle ankle grabs were were legal. Yeah, like very brutal to now it's like it's very uh i don't want i don't know i mean maybe i'm not in the culture really to speak on it but i feel like it's really cookie cutter cutter it's like you kind of got the uh, similar people who are wearing affliction t-shirts who are hyper aggressive that want to beat everybody's ass and has multiple tattoos throughout their whole body you know yeah, <laughs> that, it's pretty sterile bad boy drinking beer uh stereotype you know well, when it, you know, it's UFC for a reason. It's United, you know what I mean? So it's like they had to come up with a consensus, you know, and that kind of just cuts out some of the well, personality, if you will. Champion, and that was just people putting up against whatever. <clears throat> right, but they, but, but when Dana White took over, he took the archetype of boxing, you know what I'm saying? Because that's where he came from, right, boxing. And he took the uh, the archetype of, of 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 the you know Michael uh, of Mike Tyson era boxing to UFC. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, okay, we're gonna come over here and uh, all agree to these terms. You know, as opposed to like kind of where boxing is, is that there's just too many like you 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 got uh, you you got uh, Fury. Right, but then you got um, Josh, you got Anthony Joshua. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, like all these different camps are trying to do their own negotiations, and they're not fighting under one umbrella, right? So it's a whole bunch of just extra stuff that doesn't need to be, you know. Um, and it's failing because of that, you know. But UFC is is different. It's weird. It's weird because you say they're so boxing is failing as an interest. They still get paid. A boxer gets paid better than a uh, UFC fighter, and after they after Dana took away boxers getting um, sponsorships, like they can only wear certain clothes, they were not getting paid that well. No, I, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about uh, you know whether or not people are getting paid. Obviously, they're doing that, but I'm talking about. Hold on, hold on. My, my daughter's having a bad time. <laughs> Oh, you good? Um, yeah. So branching on that, uh, so you 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 were saying, what what did you just say before Marjani hopped off? What were you saying? I said, I said that um, well, because you were saying that they, they're united and they did you know, and UFC is growing, and I said, yeah, but boxers are still getting paid more, you know, and I and I was just saying how like although uh. UFC is more popular, boxers get paid more, and it's more beneficial for somebody to box than it is to fight UFC. And, it, and part of it was because Dana also, when they when he unified it and they can only wear like Reebok or whatever, um, that took away a lot of their sponsorships. Their, mm -hmm. their the individuality. Yeah, the individuality of their sponsorships, you know? Um, yeah, it, it's fascinating. I think like, so... I agree with you on the boxing thing wholeheartedly. The interest isn't there, but the fighters that like pay, they get paid buku dollars and it's for a reason. You know what I mean? Because you are putting your life on the line. 
and you should be able to get paid. So I agree where boxing is going. Public interest or not, these fighters should be getting paid because that's the complete different thing with UFC where UFC fighters are like, yo, I only have a small window. Like, I can't be doing this shit all the time, and I'm getting paid nothing. So what's happening? And I think that's where the emphasis now is it feels like it's wrestling. Because when I was young, I used to think wrestling was real. I was like, yo, wrestling is real. These dudes are really fighting. So I think what's happening with UFC, the, the guys that are getting booked are the guys with personality. You know what I mean? Like McGregor, Khabib. These are like wrestler-type characters. Like Khabib yeah. from Parts Unknown, the mm-hmm. Irishman from – like these are characters like we've seen. So I'm like – absolutely. It, it, that's kind of the evolution of where UFC is going. And I think where boxing has it, it's kind of like boxing's like, yo, we, we built this so far to make sure that fighters get paid when they fight. Now, does everybody, I don't know what the general consensus is. I don't know how many people box professionally per se, but the guys that are marquee headline guys are getting paid what they should get paid, if not even more so because of what they do to put their life on the line for long term. And to say about boxing, yeah, you do need personality. But for me, for some reason, I think, and I can be completely wrong. I think Marjani knows more about boxing. You know what I feel like they really need to get boxing back to being uh, uh, interesting? It all relies on the heavyweights, you know? I think yep. heavyweights, yep, 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 heavyweights, and it falls down, man. Because yep. when I remember boxing, I remember the heavyweights, and then it went down to paying attention to the rest. And if you got, like, a stellar heavyweight, you know, that, like, people can actually get behind and really follow. Like, to me, I mean, just by the name Tyson Fury, that just sounds like a dope-ass name. We need to figure out to get this dude, like, some type of swag and some type of whatever, because that's just a dope name, you know? Right, right. Um, I mean, he's like 6'5", six, 6'0", six, something. Like, he's up there, right? But I think it, it falls on the heavyweight, and then you have to have the heavyweight with personality. Mike Tyson was, was scary, was unheard of. Like, But that's why you have uh... – that's what, that's why you have uh the you know the the wilders and the this and that you know what i'm saying like with all these finishing moves and you know what i mean like you have the uh you know these people that aren't necessarily fundamentally sound you know like to me wilder is just good at what he does like his back is huge like if you try to punch through anything connected to his back you're not going it's not going to happen that dude's back is huge. You know what I mean? Like he's a good puncher, but he's not a he's not a uh, uh, he's not a a precise puncher. Well, right. Well, and you're saying about the the price preciseness and the technicality. Well, the unfortunate part is uh, Floyd was a very technical fighter, and people hated that he danced around and didn't do anything too. You know, he won. I understand that. Depending, I understand. Depending on what you say, because to me, I'm like when I looked at it. I was like, uh, tech, he's a technical fighter, actually, and he's and he's very smart in the game of boxing. But, Absolutely, uh, I think some people. And he's and he's much older than these people. Yeah. That he's beating up. You know what I'm saying? Like Canelo Alvarez at his at his at, in his prime. Like you know what I mean? Like 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 these these like different fighters that want to come through and you know, flex or whatever. I mean, obviously he fought people after their prime too, you know, uh, mostly and, and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, Pacquiao and all that kind of stuff, but that was just for money, money grabs. But the point is, is that 
what he does, he does well, and he does it technically, and he puts that shoulder in your way because you have to go through his shoulder to hit his face, you know, and he still has that great bend at the waist to, like, to be able to get away from you where it's like he's not using his neck and doing all that kind of stuff to get tired. He's bending at his waist, so that way he's moving. Like, you know, he's actually moving out of the way and using his core, you know, which is much stronger than your neck and all of that. So, so it's like he's very technical and you can hate on him for his personality, which I feel like people hate on him for his personality, but you can't, you can't, uh, you can't like argue with the, the strategy because like, I mean, let's not talk about, there's not, there, there, hack a shack is a strategy. You feel me? Like, uh, the, the, the game of basketball now, and I think it has evolved, but it's like positionless basketball. We can go back to that, but it's like, that's a strategy. You know what I'm saying? Steve Kerr built a team. Like, I'm not going to say, I mean, obviously, you know, Mark Jackson had a lot to do with, you know, the introduction of defense, but let's put five shooters on the floor at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, it's a strategy. Charles Barkley didn't like it. I still think that we need to have some big players and be posts up and all this kind of stuff can't win with jump shooting he used to say but they won you know what I mean and so my point is is that um at this part of the game when you're like this good you can't get by like we talked about earlier on just athleticism alone there has to be a little bit more uh a little bit more uh strategy and um you know execution and and I, and I feel like he does that well well, you said something, and I want to get Ryan's opinion on this, because when you said something that kind of triggered a thought in my head was, do we as people not like fundamental stuff? Like, like the basis, the basic stuff of things that really are, the basics in life are, are so pivotal, but I think, I just, I wonder, like, I don't think people really like that. They like the flash, but they don't realize that the basics of things, the foundation of things is is like like unbeatable uh, i want your i want your opinion on that right that's funny i was thinking the same thing like literally i was about to say that because i was like what do we place value in it, it is fascinating because <clears throat> and back to basketball just to round it back to you know home base um maybe basketball was the first to really put a player uh, in the public eye. I think Jordan is fascinating. Not to say there was nobody before Jordan. Tyson obviously was that kind of character itself, but um, for a sustained longevity and for a sport-driven league that's supposed to be a team sport, Jordan is a very interesting person. And I think that were we in love with the idea of what Jordan was because the way we were given to us was we would only see him, you know, press conferences, NBA games, and all the cool shit, you know, but then now, 20 years later, people are only finding out little by little, oh, that fool was an asshole, or he was this and this and that. And people still like that. It's like we're more enamored with the person than the, the technical skills, which I think that, you know, basketball enthusiasts everywhere put him up there, but he may not be, you know, the most technically fundamentally sound guy, not the best shooter, not the best dribbler. There's always a specialist for everybody, but somehow Jordan is like, nope, greatest ever, hands down. The discussion's only one-sided, and I don't know if that's a, a product of the environment and how we've been groomed to kind of fall in love with just, oh, we love uh, just the idea, how it's sold to us. I mean, 
who knows? But it seems like every sport wants to take that same approach or at least if they're smart, build around superstars so people can identify. It's the same thing in TV. We like that shit. We don't like a lot of shit. We just like one kind of person to spot on or some shit. Well, and I think this is where uh, Marjani wants to talk about was, was, you know, Jordan good for basketball. And uh, sometimes I want to say no, because I think what you're saying earlier was like, we see Michael Jordan and all the things he does. And it's all amazing. Was he fundamental? Yeah, he was very fundamental. Actually, when you go back and you look at him and you see his jumper, I don't know how we define a perfect jump shot, but his form looks perfect to what we think it is, right? His follow through, the arc, how he does it, the mint raise. I believe if he played today, he'd be, he'd be a good three-point shooter because he would have worked on it, right? But when you really look at it, why he was good, because when you look at some of his fundamentals, I think, I think the older Michael Jordan was more refined than the younger one. Because when you look at the older one, you see how his footwork, how he was kind of balanced on a lot of stuff. Even though he shot fadeaways, it was kind of balanced to his ability. He was not doing moves that didn't, like, that exerted too much energy anymore. It was, it's kind of like Kawhi Leonard where he's straight to the point, you know? Uh, but what happens is when you see something great, people don't sometimes understand the amount of effort and work that it took to get there. You know, I remember when I was young, I was doing reverse layups for no reason. Work on my damn layup first before I'm doing the, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but like, I think that's a, like, I think, I mean, just that excellence is through all, not excellence, but like this flashy look is through all of society too, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. I I, I can, uh, I want to hear Ryan's opinion on it because I definitely have some thoughts, but I think, you know, that's what's wrong with baseball, you know, just before we completely switch over and get to this topic, but definitely uh, that's what's missing from baseball is the, you know, emotion, you know, uh, just, it's too sterile. You know what I mean? You can't even flip a bat. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, well, talk about anonymity. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's like only three baseball players that people know, you know what I mean? And two of them are retired. Like, it's like, it's just, it's not real, man. I mean, like people drive, you can't even drive up the, to the freeway from your house without being like, man, get out of my way, fool. You know what I'm saying? This is a street like drive, you know, we're emotional creatures, you know what I'm saying? But in baseball, you got to be like, get in the box. Oh, don't get in the box too soon. Yeah. <laughs> don't you balk at me. Don't you do that. Don't you stare at your home run that you just hit. Dude, let me, let me say it. Like, I feel the same way. Cause I think there's a lot of people that talk about baseball and saying like, like there's old head baseballs that are, baseball players or fans are like, oh my god, that is just unacceptable to flip the bat or staring at the person. No, no, put some of that swag in there. Get some, of, get some of the, the minorities back in there and care about it. You know, put some of that swag because a lot of it's so, so like, oh, how dare they do that? And and you know, flip side too, it's like it's so weird how it's so sterile and it's acceptable for somebody to being a player throw, you know, a ball at them. And, and baseball is more acceptable to fight than in basketball. But I'm, I'm going to leave that. I'm, uh, we're going to go to something else, but I do agree. It's like, it's so like, how dare you do this? It's, it doesn't embrace where people are 
right? Like baseball doesn't recognize the impact of hip hop on, on a younger generation of people. Like it's influenced their psyche, our psyche period. You know what I mean? And that's like self-expression, that part of hip hop. I'm not talking about like, you know, this, you know, rap or whatever, like the saggy pants. I'm not talking about that part that's detrimental. I'm talking about the part where you're like, I might wear these bright pink shoes, you know, with this denim because I can't. And if you try to clown me, you know what I mean? Like you, there's nothing you can say that make me stop it. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. But the reason why, in my opinion, like it, it lives with old people is because old people don't have like our past or hormonal stages. Like they're, they're old. You know what I mean? Like, they're just like, Oh, I'll just let life be, let it be. You know what I'm saying? To take borrow from the Beatles, let it be. You know what I mean? Like that kind of, that kind of thing where you're not moved by, you're moved more by reason and logic because you're at a place in your life where you're doing more looking back than you're looking forward. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, when you're young, you're like, man, this dude is in my way. Get out the way, right? Get out the way. Like if it's on the street or if it's in my life progression, like I'm looking forward toward, to a story, you know, something in life. And so that's a more emotional experience. Ryan. Oh, what's up? Oh shit. Yeah. Um, uh, on that note, like, uh, on the baseball thing, it's funny because it, baseball is essentially what kind of Marcus alluded to about like, yo, this is, uh, this is like a, uh, what, what was it? What were we saying? It was like, a. Uh, like sterile, what was I saying? Yes, it's sterile. Like, like just, I mean, Marjani really alluded to, but it's like they, like they get, they don't, they haven't evolved, man. There's like no expression. Okay, okay, perfect. Okay, good. Got it, got it. So we were talking about fundamentals. Like, we really just don't like fundamentals, but baseball, to its credit, it's an old ass sport too. They get their players like paid buku dollars and it's a it's a it's a pure sport at the idea of if it's like uh to put politics like uh, communistic in a weird way because it is just like yo know this no bat flips no eye contact motherfucker y'all can't do none of that so it's it's bad when you look at it but the pure sport of it it's 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 a it's a beautiful sport in many ways like i'm a big fan of baseball um but it, it seems like when we were talking about like, yo, if they were jacked up with steroids and they were, the steroid era was fun, like too legit to quit the bash brothers, uh, McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds, Ricky Henderson, like, yo, we talking. And then all of a sudden the steroid era, they got Dean and then they're like, we're going to clean up the sport so far to the point where it's like, Hey, we sticking a needle in your butt every three days to see if you want some drugs. Like this is going to be the pure sport all on skill, which makes sense because it, I, I, ideally we would want the basis of sports to really rely on the skills more so than any other factor. Baseball kind of exemplifies that basketball. On the other hand, it seems like Jordan was uh, John Jones coming to the UFC. Like, Oh, there was UFC fighters. And then John Jones comes by like, yo, I'm a, I'm a five-star athlete. Like I could be a pro baller right now, but I'll fight. Jordan was like, I could do anything, <laughs> but I'm going to do basketball. And everybody's like, oh, shit, we're talking about from Larry Bird and Magic. Magic was athletic, don't get me wrong, but Jordan was on some other weird, you know, alien. Oh, 25 years ahead of the game. Oh, it's just, exactly. Just Almost 20 years ahead of the game. Like, That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah. So the evolution of that through that is fascinating. That's why the Jordan thing, was he good for basketball? I mean, just to start oh. that discussion off in hindsight, I think yes, because the sport is now available to the world and the, the game has helped the world in a lot of ways. So just on that, it's a W, but the details are, you know, few and far between, but I right, go ahead, Marjani. Oh, no, I mean, I, I don't have to, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have to drive this, this train. Uh, I was just, it was just a question that I have. Like you could elaborate more on that if you want to. Oh, but I wanted to say like how you say about basketball is what I feel like could have been uh, for baseball with King Griffey Jr. Though, like, like, right. No steroids. It was almost like the Jordan of baseball at that time. until his Like he, he, like, when you when you say that when you talk about the swag of Ricky Henderson and all that stuff, I I think that yeah you're right, Ricky Henderson was able to have the swag. So does the Bash Brothers, but who also was swagged out was King Griffey though, like yeah. how he hit the bat was unorthodox or hit the ball unorthodox. Right. To, you know, do certain things, run up wall, catch the catch the, you know, catch the ball in the outfield, track it. Right. You know, the only other excitement I saw somebody do that in the outfield was when Bo Jackson ran up the wall. You know, that right. was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you say that, I was like, oh, Kid Griffey. Like, I, if if he was actually like really really healthy, I mean, he still played a decent career. I think he probably would have changed the game of baseball. Well, he can't contend with these, with these, with these Bash Brothers, these steroid users. Like, that's the thing. Is like. That's that, that's the argument against, right? You know, like, it's like, well, wh where does it leave Ken Griffey? Because, like, he's like, I mean, I don't, there's never no, I, to my knowledge, there haven't been no uh, controversy around him using steroids. And look what he did. Like, his records are like, or his home runs aren't like upper echelon because, you know, he was just a regular, regular old cat. You know what I mean? And respected for that. But he did have the swag. And he did, you know, play and do, and, 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 he was exciting, man. I mean, I mean, them shoes he came out with in, like, when I was, like, a sophomore or junior, the white and blue ones, the Ken Griffey's, dog. There was, like, with the dots, like, with all the little dots on the side. <sighs> like, that was, like, the first filthy shoe I ever, like, really paid attention to. Like, man, this this ain't a Jordan in this, that fly? I loved it. Loved it, bro. So. That's why I call a penny shoe. was like, what? Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Not a Jordan, but is that? Yeah, it's like with the little, with the little reflecty like marble. Thing. Yeah, that was wrong. The first that one. was wrong. Yeah, that was wrong for sure. But yeah, so I mean, like that's just kind of like why I, I, I do get you know like that argument too. It's like you, 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 uh, mar you know, I don't want to say marginalized, but you definitely, uh, you know, when you allow steroids in the game, you definitely discredit or minim minim minimize like you know the career of Ken Griffey because like now we're talking about stat driven stuff right you know what I'm saying we're we live in an, in a stat driven era so it's like well he he didn't hit that many you know what I mean like all that kind of stuff so that's kind of where it is and I mean Jordan kind of was a person that elevated that but then when you look at the 60s like I call it the I used to call it the uh the inflated or the exaggerated stat error. Like you're look you're looking at if you looked at the sixties, like when they said that uh Bill Russell won out for nineteen points and like thirty rebounds a game, but then you said you had <laughs> Averlin who averaged like fifty points and twenty rebounds a game. 
I'm sitting and like, I don't know if blocks were counted back then. But it was like, you look back at some of those stats, it was like, that was, I called the inflated stat error. Like, what? Right. Like in the 60s, you're looking at it like, what? Uh, uh, Oscar Robertson in his second year averaged a triple double. His first year, he almost averaged triple double. You know, it was like, <laughs> they're like, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so, so it, it, that's, I'm, I'm glad you brought him up because, like, it, that's the reason why I asked the question, like, was Jordan good for the game? Because what I mean specifically is, like, look at the game post Jordan, right? I'm not yeah. talking about the business side of basketball because, because of, like, you know, you kind of have to take a stance, and I kind of take the stance that once you market something, right? package it up like it loses its kind of like flavor you know what i mean it's kind of like when you take you know aunt kizzy's freaking cobbler and then you and then you try to oh you know put it in a store and now it's like you have to repeat it a thousand times at the pain this, you know what i mean it's not the same you know what i mean so it's kind of like it, it's it's it seems like to me that the game tried to find the next jordan Right. And it became focused on finding the next Jordan, which to me, now you have the 17 year olds coming out of high school into the league. Right. Which the fallout from that is what we see now. These kids that are the one and dones, right. The, 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 un, the non-fundamental players, right. That are getting the longevity. We can teach them the game, but look how athletic they are at 19 years old. You know what I'm saying? They have 10 years. They're not out of their prime until they're 29 or 30. So we have years to teach them a game. Like the whole thing has kind of changed. And it's like now we're building a team around one player, even though I think that, you know, this documentary, you know, is kind of uh, exposing that, um, you know, the, 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 the Bulls were more than just one player. I mean, he obviously had, you know, a profound impact on, on the way that things played out and encouraging people to do certain things. But to your point, you said earlier, like we didn't know that really, like that wasn't important, right? That, that, that wasn't important. All we wanted to know is that it was Michael Jordan making it happen. And so we tried to find the next guy. And I just feel like then you start having the, um, you know, uh, what, what do you call that? Like the, uh, the, like the, not the superstar, but just like, Basketball went to like, you know, just you're building the team around one dude. You know what I mean? And and it, money coming into the equation. Like, oh, we could just pay this one guy and everybody else is a schlub, you know, because it's all about this one guy. And that's not the way basketball works. And in fact, the Warriors, like, were the antithesis to that, right? Everybody is fundamentally sound. And if you, you better choose who you're going to, you know what I'm saying? If you're going to double somebody that puts you in a bind, right? Because now everybody chooses, you know, you double somebody, but now we got to expose the weak link. Well, you better not let Draymond catch you on a backdoor uh, screen to the hoop. You know what I'm saying? Backdoor, you know, cut to the hoop. It's just like you need all five players, but I feel like we went around that. We had AI, we had KG, we had all these people that were like, you know, the uh, pinnacle of their team. You know, but in the watered down basketball for me, I, I really didn't even, I mean, that's why when I actually came of age to play, I just played to play because I was young and I wanted to play, but I love football because football has always remained a team game. 
Well, yeah, I, always. I, I would say like, yeah, they 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 sold to individual individual player. You know, it's not franchise a, player is what I was trying to say. Franchise, uh, right? the franchise, right? You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying too, like, so like, I I'm more as much as I wear Jordan shoes because I like the design of it, and I will never take away how great of him as was a player. I'm I'm probably what you would call a Jordan hater on a lot of things. So I think there, like what you said, there's a lot of things that he did that like kind of ruined the game. Uh, it pushed it along. I mean, it made it a big deal, but it's like it kind of ruined the game. And honestly, I think that when somebody else does what Jordan does, people hate them for it. You know, <laughs> like 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 they hated Kobe. For a young, they hated Kobe for years, and then some somehow, and around 2011, 2012, they're like, you know what, Kobe is a, the Black Mamba, and it was it became love. But remember, even in the documentary, there's a part where he, like people were saying about Kobe's like, he's just trying to take the game over. He wouldn't even let the game come to him. Jordan did the same thing, you know. He like he is literally untouchable. If you the there was there was a poll and this is where you know it's bs there is a poll and they're saying lebron or or jordan right who's better and jordan won with the landslide and they said who's a better passer and they dared to say that jordan was a better passer than lebron that's when you know there's an issue that people do not see one people for the greatness who are who they are right now you know like it's like i feel like at times, he was so great that they try to take away from people of what they do and not say, damn, you know what? Kevin Durant being as big as he is and how much he shoots and how, how Sniper is, that's amazing. What what Shaq did or Kobe, it was like, I, that's where I, I, I'm just like, I'm over, I'm, I'm personally, I'm over the Jordan thing. And honestly, you, you, I know your, your vision is that you saw that the show is more about the team and to me, after finishing it, I'm like, they didn't talk enough about other people. You know? Right, right. They did not talk enough about Ron Harper, Grant, right. or, or even uh, Tony Kukoc. Like, do, a, do a, a seventh chapter about Tony Kukoc and coming up in, you know, Croatia where he did. And, like, it was kind of a short snippet. But it was still heavily around Jordan. It was... They try to say Bulls the last dance. We might as well just call it Michael Jordan. How, no matter what he does, was the right thing he did. You know. But that's why, and that's why, that's why the question is, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was was Jordan good for the game? What were your thoughts, Ryan? Um, I both of you guys bring up a really good point. Uh, I think my takeaway, I, I think it's just in the way people enjoy the game like a lot of people see the game as a very surface level like oh it's just you know that's the superstar that's who we watch it's easy to focus it's easy to watch so for consuming or consuming that's why it's like that i mean it it's it's open to pave the door for people to get life-changing wealth i think that's amazing um but has it shut out like quote-unquote pure basketball subjective hard to say you know people make arguments about that but the game still lives and like I said back to my point earlier like Jordan was like especially for the Philippines like when I went to the Philippines to go visit there's a fucking basketball court everywhere and Mm -hmm. I was watching like full court games and these motherfuckers like in just barefooted 
and the dude with <laughs> sneakers got like the full outfit on like oh that reminds me of when i was a kid like it gave me more than just a game it gave me something to run with which to your point uh, i think marcus said it or, or one of you guys uh hip-hop and uh basketball together gave a certain type of uh I don't know, I guess identity. And it identified definitely with Filipino people because that's the only sport motherfuckers play out there. Like, So, I mean, to me, and that took a lot of people out of the idea of what poverty is, you know, to a lot of people where I would see it more. They just gave kids something to do and something to be good at. It, it brought kids together. It gave community. It, it was just a simple way to kind of infiltrate. So <clears throat> was Jordan good for basketball? Yes in terms of the detail in the game and how it's probably affected more United States children where it's like kids, you know, what Marcus was saying way before about kids being in AAU, like, yo, putting a kid like in, you know, age four with the pressure of like, I'm right in on you to make it to the NBA or however that works in parent dealings with kids. But um, you kind of more see that. That's why AAU more or less, is a system that's used to try to put your kid in position to have either the contacts or the right people around him to usher him into the NBA because there's only what, like 1500 players per year that get to play. Statistically it's probably the hardest sport to get in. Yeah. Um, I, cause I was, I was trying to say, I don't know, Marjani might know, or you might know more. How many players are on the roster for baseball? Uh, you mean professionally? Yeah, with like when you have a two, I think. I think fifty-two. I think it's football. I know it's football. Oh no, no, I'm sure. tripping. Uh, yeah, uh, I've hella forgot. It's it's not a lot. It's like because I don't know about the uh the, oh, yeah, million. because there's the the not the dugout but the um the minor league or the, the bullpen. Well, yeah, they have their they have their their minor league team. They have their dudes that are down, you know, and then they have the uh. What do you what do you call that? Like the extra pitchers? Like I, man, I'm, I'm I'm dropping the I'm forgetting right now. People, let's just say there's people in the major league. Twenty five to forty, so it extends in September to forty, but it starts at twenty five. Oh, so, so baseball is twenty five, right? Yes. There you go. Yes. What, what thirty teams? Uh, third. Uh, there's quite a bit of teams. Um, something like that. Just bank thirty something or so. So you know, in basketball, you have about maybe fifteen or fifteen. On a roster, fifteen, yeah. You know, times that by thirty teams, about just roughly, that's three hundred and sixty people. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's like basketball is the hard, like statistically one of the hardest sports to probably get into. Um, Oh, definitely. Because, like, you you know, if you play football, and I'm not trying to diminish anybody on the football field, there's fifty two opportunities that you can get on that team. You know what I'm saying? Uh, on a uh, and you and you don't got no guaranteed cheese, yeah. and you beating yourself up. Your you know your career lifespan is because they also get people who are just the practice squad too. Now most of the time they don't get they don't get moved up, but you could have the opportunity to get moved up to make that uh, I think fifty two or fifty three the fifty third roster. You know, um, but yeah. Now there now granted there's no guarantee like you said, so you can get moved in and out. Um, and oftentimes in, in football, you just, you need to specialize in a particular area, you know, 
It's like an army. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And it's happening at a young age. And, you know, people playing AAU even younger and the competition is crazy. And it's like, man, you you missing it. a lot of your childhood, man. Like when you just get an opportunity to not care, to not keep score, you feel me? Like to just enjoy life before you have demands on you. Because soon enough it'll come where you will have demands of your time, other people, and this and that. And it's just like, uh, you know, you're not going to have any, just any safe space. But, yeah, I would say that Jordan is good for the game of basketball. I, I think that, you know, it was up to uh, maybe David Stern or whatever, like, you know, the execs, like, when they try to expand overseas and stuff like that, the way they try to take the game, maybe that's really what what changed it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I don't know that I can blame Jordan uh, for his – I mean, he wanted to be good at basketball, and uh, ain't nothing wrong with that, you know. But the way they tried to capitalize on his greatness, I think it did ruin the league. If I'm being completely honest, because, uh, yeah, because of all those things I mentioned, you know, what I mean, the franchise player, like, I mean, when all they had to do was get LeBron a shooter, and they still haven't done that. I I, I feel like when you say uh, I would never blame Jordan himself as a person, right? Because right. like. I can, I, I, can, I can smell that, Ryan. I can smell that. Yeah, the sticky egg. Oh, wait. Uh, but I, I don't necessarily blame Jordan uh, because anytime you're working hard at something, you're going to, like, if you really love it and you put in an effort, you can't blame somebody. But I always think about it like this, too. I can't blame women for getting in the club for free, you know, before a certain time. They use what's given to them, right? What the problem is sometimes while going through that process, like Jordan was working so hard, Sometimes they appease to somebody so much that you create kind of a monster or a monster image in that same situation, you know? Like, I'm watching the documentary and I'm like, there's certain certain parts of the story that are being told and you're like, I don't know if that's true or not. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean? Well, like the, 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 very, the common misconception is people keep saying, and if you look it up, history, People keep saying that Michael Jordan didn't make his uh, basketball team when he was, oh, yeah. you know, a sophomore. Uh, well, he made his junior team. Right. You know, that's left out. <laughs> uh, now now we're finding out about the flu game, right? Yeah, food poisoning. And, but, but then you question yourself. And I don't know what Michael Jordan does. I'm just saying you're an athlete, you're up till 12 and you order pizza. You know, there's a lot of <laughs> Jalen Rose was saying it best. He was like, he's like most athletes. You know, they're champagneing and campaigning around that time. You know, and when you order, uh, so there's a lot of things that are left out. That like I was also just reading an article. Now, of course, Grant looks bad on it, but he was just saying like there's a lot of stuff that was left out, and he, and, you know, the documentary makes other people look bad and make obviously makes Jordan look better. You know, there's 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 just certain things that like you know that that's are, how much swag he has though is that like man he's like look if you don't if, if i can't control the narrative of my image i'm not doing it i mean I, I guess i mean i don't think that's fine i mean you can call it swag or whatever uh i think i mean still he hasn't played in 30 years <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i know but he hasn't played in 30 years and people still uh can't let go of that that's like saying like it sounds a touchy subject but it's like 
with the new girl, and all she ever does is go back and talk about that other dude. It's like, yo, be in the present. You know, love the present now. And, and, and But the thing is, while doing so, the story is not being true. You know, and that's oh. the I have. Like, I have an issue that there's, and in, and granted, like I said, I'm, a, I'm somewhat of a Jordan hater. I've seen so many things that other players have done, and they got hated on, and Jordan did the same thing. And people just sweep it under the rug. Right. Well, Little I mean. Jesus, you know, black Jesus. <laughs> well, because I already knew they hated on him. Even when his dad got killed. I mean, like, I remember that it was like people talking about, like, well, how bad of a person that Jordan was, like, you know, somehow he he deserved that. I mean, I, I remember that. I don't remember people saying that personally. I don't remember mm. Well, because I mean, I, and it, it was impressed upon me. Like, I, it was just crazy, and they were t- they brought up like his gambling and this and that. You know what I mean? Like all these, I guess gambling. Yeah, you know. So, uh, and 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 this is what I remember from childhood because I'm not caught up. I don't know if they talked about it on the on the on the uh, you know on on the uh, show or whatever. But this is just what I remember from my own personal childhood, you know, of, of, of observing it, you know, as I got older and as I was like starting to understand the hype, you know, more than just, oh, of course, everybody wants to be Michael Jordan because he's winning. You know what I'm saying? If you want to win, you do that at eight years old. That's what you think. But yeah, I mean, I've always known that Michael Jordan was a hole. Like, I mean, like that's, that's common knowledge. Like I didn't learn nothing new about the episodes I did watch. Like, <laughs> That's been, as far as I'm concerned, you know what I mean? And so I feel like we have to acknowledge that since Jordan has been in the league or whatever, the, the, the media has become its own living organism, an entity. You know what I'm saying? And you have to consider the spin that they put on certain narratives and certain things. And it's like the debate that you're talking about, Marcus, doesn't happen between basketball people it happens between basketball associates who are these media people who like to say well i don't know because pontificating is the is is how they make money you know what i'm saying like they're keeping this thing going when to your point it's it's irrelevant you know what i'm saying jordan ain't got nothing to do with with lebron lebron whatever like this dude maybe lebron would have been jordan if jordan had never been you know what i'm saying like lebron is a very unique individual, you know what I'm saying? And maybe he was inspired by Jordan, but I guarantee you when he's played 40 minutes, 38 minutes of the game, he's not like thinking about Jordan. That's him. <laughs> That's all Brondos. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I, it's, it's me. I'm still going to go to the hoop or I'm going to pass it and, you know, go through the criticism of like, look how big you are, fool. You need to don't pass the ball. But he's like, I'm an elite passer. And this is the basketball IQ move to do. I'm supposed to pass the rock. It ain't supposed to be about me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just so, so those kind of like, you know, those kind of like comparisons and unnecessary things like, uh, you know, the media, you know what I'm saying? Like Kobe getting his name muddied, you know, with the whole allegation and all of that, you know, uh, talking about him taking Brandy to, you know, her product. I mean, just the whole thing, bro. Like that's media, bro. That's not basketball. And so I have a hard time blaming basketball, you know, uh, 
I don't associate, I should say, basketball with that. I associate that with media personalities. You know, uh, that. I guess I, I made it seem like I associate basketball with that. Because I think, I think, I think personally that the commissioners and people, they respect the players now and try to do what's best for them. Mm-hmm. I think the media and the media and the people surrounding it, I mean, because we can always go back to media, but the media surrounding it is always going back to that. Like I said, when you do a poll and you're telling me that people voted that Michael Jordan's a better passer than LeBron James, when LeBron's averaging 10 assists this year, and, his, and that was always his talent, that's when you know it's like there's an issue. And that, you know, oh, yeah. you know. And, people, and I guess all I'm saying is that I don't ever rely on the media to make move my needle either way. You know what I'm saying? Like the needle gets moved when I sit down and I make time to watch this game. And I'm entertained by it or whatever. And uh, and it's, it's not really – I'm not trying to knock you or anything. I'm just saying, like – You are affected by the media. You know, you, you may not like, like, oh, this is stupid. You know, you, mm. you still have an emotional attachment to the media, even though you say it doesn't move the media uh, – the needle on how you think about maybe a player. But right. when they say some stuff, you're like, okay, this is dumb. Oh, absolutely. I know. I mean, definitely. But then I turn it off. Like, I don't miss – first take I don't dog I don't miss sports right now like this quarantine daily bit like situation like you know uh that's why I haven't even watched the last dance like I'm not caught up it's just like I'm enjoying the the the, the quiet you know of of not being not having to decide yo am I watching basketball tonight or am I watching baseball <laughs> you know what I'm saying like when the Kings is playing you know they overlap baseball season so it's like man whoever stinks the most I'm not I guess I'm not watching them. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so it's like, I don't miss that rat race, bro. Like I'm enjoying the chill and I turn on the, 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 you know, when I do just try to catch up, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, it's just all this, like, what are y'all talking about? Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no rocks being thrown across the yard. Ain't no hoops being shot. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all should just, that the ESPN should just be that, that when the, when the aliens take over and it's ooh, the dial to that's it. Put y'all, y'all, y'all on quarantine, man. Chill. Ain't nothing to talk about. Ryan, I've, I've commandeered the whole thing, and I didn't get your input on any of this, man. Oh, no, you're good. I, I love the back and forth. Now, uh, just to reiterate, I think where, what I'm taking from uh, both you guys is, like, when it comes to the media, um, especially, you know, you know me, I'm a, I'm a crazy person. I always look at it like if – for the amount of money that's involved in, in these sports and, and even music to many degrees, like just look at the sheer amount of money and like just what's being passed around. It is difficult to uh, imagine that they're not all playing together. Like it, it's not like I, when you look at Jordan, you would think like, was he just being like a normal dude and not really in weird meetings and is just kind of guided away. But then, mm-hmm the whole industry, like the NBA basically banked off of Jordan. That's what almost feels bad about Jordan. If you consider what basketball is, as at least right in this era, they, they associate that with Jordan. And you're just like, that's crazy. Like he didn't make nearly as much as he made and what he's, you know, what he should be known for. But a lot of that's to media, in my opinion, at least the exposure of sports, but there's good and bad to it now. Right with media does it and this is always my age-old you know question at least what I always ponder is like how much of this world is reality and what we believe versus it's already you know predetermined and it's it's 
it's a story it's a it's a weird thing you know what i mean like it plays out that way and it plays out as such because when you look at media it's like they are able to dictate how we think and how we feel almost to the point where damn am i saying what i really think you know or Hmm. we're parroting that's all we do with anything and that's like it's crazy because is that just the nature of how we are is it how bad is it how good is it it's 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 quite a discussion i mean i I don't really have an answer it's just fascinating when you guys bring it up because you guys both make valid points and it almost like seems like i would love to be both of those people at the same time you know what i mean i want to be disengaged and be able to enjoy it at my leisure and make my own opinions unbiased but it's hard to watch a game with no fucking you know announcers and no you know commercials about this it's so flooded so you know that's a good point that's a good point i had an interview earlier today and it was like literally the when they what they posted was maybe 20 seconds of of (laughs) you know what i'm saying so yeah and i'm not trying i'm thankful i'm i'm thankful for the 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 interview but you're you're right it's like it I mean, how they put it together was nice how they put the story, in my opinion, you know, um, but it doesn't really show everything I said. Uh, but you're, you're absolutely right. The media parses together a narrative. And I, I say that out of all, like, no hate for the channel that posted that video on me. I'm just saying it in a general consensus, right? They, they post these, these narratives and sometimes it's like, it's like, Mark Marcus Washington is the best looking dude at nine o'clock in his own home. You know, <laughs> like, like of course you are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> of course you make believe stats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> came up with the stats. Sure. How long did it take you to come up with these stats? Right, for sure. For sure. You know, like when, when they come up with a stat, of like, oh, like when you see a, a weird stat in the basketball, where it's like, yes, actually, Jalen Rose has never made a bucket if he sipped Gatorade on three minutes. Right. Like, With tape on his nose. Yeah, it's like, wow, who, who went through all that film to see? <laughs> I'm saying, it, but, and that's, and that's, and see, and see, and you see what I'm saying? This is why I go back to it, that post-Jordan, right, I don't feel like the league is relying on, is actually relying on basketball uh, as the engine. Right. It seemed like before basketball was the actual thing that entertained. Right. But now that it's been commercialized and now that it's been, you know, it it lives in us and in our expectations of what basketball should be. Right. Like the, the, the commercialization of it, of how we invest in our shoes. And, you know, now we're getting PG shoes and we're getting Kyrie shoes, which are all whack to me. Just just you know, a slight little insert that in there, you know what I mean? But it's like, you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, think about it. Think about it. Not this year, but last year. Did you, did, did you watch the season with intrigue for, I wonder who's going to win or did you already know who was going to represent the East and represent the West? Well, LeBron was in the East that year. So LeBron wasn't in the East what last year? Yeah, he wasn't in the East. He was in the, on the Lakers last year. He wasn't. He was in the. He was in the West last year. Yes. Yeah. So so. Uh, 
you know, uh, there was hopes that the Lakers can get through, but they didn't have AD. Um, right. Last year was a little bit. I mean, we we expected the Warriors to be there for sure. Okay. Okay. So, but you, but you're making my point. So last year was was it started to get interesting. Now let me take you back to the year before that. It was not interesting. You already knew the year was, before that. It was not interesting because the Kevin, year before I, that, Kevin Durant went. <laughs> I mean, like was the year before that was interesting when the when the Cavs came back and won. You know, and, under, under, and that, no, no, no. I'm not no. talking about who's going to take the championship. I'm talking about who's going to represent the East and who's going to represent the West. We already knew that it was going to be the Warriors in the West. Can you kind of say the same thing with the NFL for a while? I'm like when, when, when? Because for me, I stopped. I couldn't stand watching but, the but, Super Bowl. Oh, definitely. That's why the NFC, the NFC, is 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 exciting. Like, but the, the AFC is booty meat, man. The AFC is like you know, the Patriots, and then look at who's in their division: the Dolphins. You know what I'm saying? This is like it, it, it's it, it like, but just try to stay on on, on topic. But my point: the Saints are in the NFC. The Niners, the best team in the entire galaxy, are in the NFC. You know what I'm saying? You got the history of the Bears. You got the Packers. You got you know what I'm saying? Anyways, <laughs> I just want to know where you can find. Yeah, you know. I just try to find out where you can find booty meat right now because you know meat is kind of. A scarcity, so oh yeah, yeah, booty meat, man, hairy butt cheeks, whatever you want to say, you know what I mean, like and the, the, buns, full like just terrible, like buns. <laughs> oh, I mean the Hawks, like come on, man, like I, I, I just terrible, and and I could understand, it. Probably, people probably say the same thing about the King, you know what I mean, but at least people show up to our arena, you know what I mean, and actually watch the game. We just stink on the court, but I mean when we did. When we did, I have more, well, far more faith in our squad now. I'm not, don't edit that out because I love my Kings on everything. You can see the perps, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, but, I'll be honest with you, like, I, you know, I'm really biased on this. I think the league is better when the Lakers are good because it gives a central location for people to hate them. Like, love or hate, people watch when the Lakers are good, in, in my opinion. So when the Lakers have a, a story, something to watch, people want to watch what's going on. Maybe they want to see them lose. Maybe they want to see them win. You know, and yeah. I can say the same thing with Patriots. But I, I like the last couple of years, I hated watching the Patriots in the. But it's unfortunate that the Warriors, the Clippers, and the Lakers weren't good at the same time, right? Because I'm cool with that. Three teams is cool with me. Like that's some intrigue. You know what I'm saying? But the years before that, it's like, like I said. We, we already knew who what the outcome was going to be. And so it's like, wake me up when the play, when the playoffs start. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I mean, I feel and like... Yet, and yet basketball is growing. It's just, you know what I mean? It's spreading to China, spreading to India. You know That's what I mean? Baseball, like, wake me up when, when the playoffs come. <laughs> of course. You know, like, I, of course. wait, 100 and, 192 games or something like that? You can just... That's too much. But we already cured baseball tonight. Just need to inject a little bit of swag. You know what I mean? A little bit of like here. We let's send this to the MLB. Let's send this and be like, "Yo, first of all, let everybody on the Yankees grow a neck beard because they don't grow a beard." Yeah, you let know what I mean? Oh, I got a question. I got a question for the black folk in the room. <laughs> Which one? why? Why is it there more 
African-American baseball players? Or how come that's not promoted within? You don't ever see like basketball or baseball players now who are of African descent, like in you, music you, videos. You, like, you asked that, you asked that at Phillips. this time for a reason. You <laughs> asked that at this time for a reason. When I mentioned the swag, you know what I'm saying? The natural, the natural thought progression is like, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just like, oh, I have to, uh, I have to wear a mask in society and then I got to go to my job, you know, it's baseball and do it again. Like, you know what I mean? Like I can't do certain things and, and not, not to mention, I mean, that, that's, that, that's, I would say that's like, if you have the ability to do it, that's one reason. The other reason why is like, where are the baseball diamonds in the hood at? You know what I'm saying? There's a basketball court. If you got a street named Martin Luther King, you got a basketball court next to it, but they don't, I mean, like it's, Ask me if I'm wrong, if I'm lying. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I, I'm not. No, I'm just, it's funny, Martin Luther King. We all know, like, like you said, if you're on Martin Luther King, get up out of there. Get up out of there immediately. <laughs> get up out of there in in Stockton. Get up out of there yeah. in South Sac. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you know, we joking, but still, like, that's that's the hood. But I, like, I got I got an answer for it, though. I got a I got a real answer for it. Um, it's just like, it's just like, it's, <laughs> hey, yo, it's just like white people in the NBA change their last name to a Slavic, Yakovic, whatever. You know, if you're a white American, you change your name, last name to Lovanovich, you're going to be in the, in the league. And, and why do they do that, bro? Black. Why do they do that? Changing, why do they do that, Marcus? You have to turn around and change your name to some like Cubano, Spanish, Afro, Cuban Afro Latino name, and then you're in the you're in baseball. No, that, 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 that's I, true. Like, that, <laughs> I, 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 oh, I'm a I'm a recruit. <laughs> <laughs> that is the uh, they I'm just from Cuba. Yeah, they go to Cuba. I'm they from get, Cuba. They get an opportunity. <laughs> get an opportunity. Hey, just but they got opportunity. exactly, but but they got they got baseball. I mean, or they they will make baseball out there. You know what I mean? Like in the fields, and this and that. They play, but we don't play out here, bro. Like. It, you know, baseball is expensive. Like we, we, we don't have, uh, it just, like I said, you find me a, a baseball play, a, a diamond. But Jackie Robinson, bro. But you know, you know what? Let me, let me oh, we honest. definitely have the swag to do it, but yeah, he had different swag. The sixties, the, the early thirties, forties, fifties, black. Still at home though. Come on, man. He was still in home. Dude. I mean, there's iconic, like, and I'm just saying back <laughs> there's iconic baseball players. It almost seems like, Maybe because white people already got it. White people are like, nah, man, like we got this. We got our own thing. You do your own. Thing. NBA's like, all right, we got to make something for the black folks. Let's no, do some no. uh, basketball shit. But we had, but we had, but when we had the Negro leagues, baseball was cracking with, right. amongst us. Mm -hmm. But when they took and vacuumed out all the illest players, right, to put in the league, then it crumbled, right, because people came out to see, you know, people play, and and, and it's like that's the argument against. Uh, integration, you know what I'm saying, in in yeah. some areas, because when you integrate certain areas, like if the if the if the infrastructure is not healthy, it's going to crumble on itself, right? When you take the you know the heartbeat out of it, and so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that there was a time when baseball was ilbaki, but it's just you know in the black community, but it's not anymore, you know, and. I want to say too, but it's like, this is where, and it might be controversial, but this is where I have an issue. And I get like the NBA is a larger, uh, like it's a, a lot of these businesses are global now, 
right? Like they're getting global, so they want to have a bigger market. And you see like the NBA, they invest overseas. They invest in other places. Baseball invests in, in, in Cuba and whatever. They yeah. don't invest in the hood, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and the NBA <clears throat> invest in the hood because of something, but they're doing more investing overseas. I only say this to say, uh, say that to say this. I have never seen one single European soccer team invest in Americans. People say, why isn't soccer huge? And I mean, supposedly uh, in America, there's a lot of great athletes, but mm-hmm. we have a lot of soccer players. And there's, I don't see the same investment that we're putting everywhere else being right. put back here, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I just watched Ferrari, uh, Ferrari versus Ford last night. It was, but I, and I and, and I just think like the the European American competition thing is 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 a big deal. Like I, I really do think that like it just it's America. We ain't giving y'all nothing. You know what I'm saying? Y'all want to represent yourselves. And, 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 you know, and when you think about, like, why the Olympics had such a big, uh, you know, was so big for a long time, it's the the, the countries that, you know, that we're going to represent ourselves. Like, do bring your best athlete and come chart him out here and see what he got. You know what I mean? And so it's that kind of thing, like, where uh, not helping you, not going to help you get uh, – closer to beating me <laughs> i'm not gonna reveal any secrets or anything like that like uh-uh. but but i feel like american things help other com- com- uh, countries but they don't help us when that's politics bro huh that's the only that's the, what they got up their sleeve bro like you can't have it all you know what i'm saying you can't be giving me all my rice and then you know what i mean or whatever the export is you know what i'm saying like it's just like it doesn't work out that way. They like we're gonna keep something for ourselves, you know what I mean? Where it's like it doesn't have your your Western influence in it, you know what no, I mean? Like that's to be considered that, too. But that, that's fine. But then I know in Olympic time, I want us to dominate. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's that's the I, whole I, point. <laughs> I do. They're like, oh, you say that hey, <laughs> ain't good enough. Right. Dominate. Don't give them no free lunch. That, that's it. And that's in basketball. That's exactly what happens. We don't have that aggression. No, I do. We do not give them free lunch. You want to talk that? (laughs) Dom, yo, when our women got good at at gymnastics, I'm watching that shit like dominate. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because they're not helping us with soccer. I mean, I love it when our women's soccer team dominates. Hey, the World Cup is raw, though. I'm sorry. That's that. I, I will watch soccer. When it, like you watch like and you you get a big screen TV and your whole screen is like green and it's just panning across like and you see uh, to me that's raw I love it I love it oh, no, like I mean I was in Dubai one year when it was going off and I was like yo this is kind of light you know, lit you know what I'm saying I just wish that USA was in there and able to dominate you know <laughs> our women dominate. <laughs> The men need to dominate. We're offshore in the we're offshore in the ships with the guns, you know. <laughs> the right. missiles pointed out. <laughs> I mean, we are dominating uh, we, ways, man. I, but that's just how I feel. I'm like, dom, just dominate. Like, we're yeah. up investing in those people. Dominate, let's dominate every time. Facts. Huh? Why do you think that is? Why do you think that we? Like, we're like, nah, we ain't gonna do soccer. All right, we gonna come up with some shit called football some shit called baseball and some shit called basketball. And we're going to make that our shit. And then we're world champs 
and we don't even compete with anybody else but motherfuckers in the United States. Uh, I, I, <laughs> the NFL world champ is like, who are we playing against? <laughs> uh, well, first of all, you know, Americans, our, our whole foundation is to rebel. You know what I'm saying? Our whole foundation is about rebellion. And like you said, hip was about rebellion and, and expression. So, you know, that's just, we, we were like, you know what? No, you guys, that's, we're just going to create our own sport. <laughs> but what about this, though? What about the people that did, were part of the, the rock era or even the Elvis era and then uh, baseball, I'm assuming, in, in close to that era? It would be the same because they were coming out of an idea where it was very sterile, I guess, environment. The way it's portrayed anyways to us. I don't know if this is true or not, but I didn't live in that era. But it's Elvis was, like, provocative. But then you also had like base, like Babe Ruth, like what this dude, these iconic figures. I mean, according to the history books. So it almost seems like maybe is this just our story for our era? Is the millennial era tied with hip hop and, you know, all sports? But since we're focusing on basketball to many degrees, let's just say that's part of our thing. Basketball thrived in the millennial area, you know, or millennial age since we're the, we're the beginning of the age basketball killed it in our era and hip-hop killed it in our era where the eras before would be like baseball killed it and fucking the Bee Gees or whatever you know what I mean or the Beatles killed it you know the Beatles was big to like the whole world so I was like I could see that maybe well, this is just our story and we were trying to I guess put our stamp in the pantheon of life like millennials will ultimately be looked at as the people who changed the earth like you know, whatever, whatever the ego of our generation is. Definitely. I, I, don't, I don't know, but when you said Elvis and, and Babe Ruth, <laughs> the first thing I thought of was, first of all, let's give credit to Little Richard. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, R.I.P. Little Richard. Right. You know, Elvis, right. Right. that flag was stolen, you know? And then, like, some, many. Of, the, some of the swag in the bank was stolen from the Negro League. That was the first thing I thought, but you were going in a different direction. I, I went completely... You know, like power Malcolm X on it too. I was like, "Oh hell no, I'm angry right now." <laughs> but uh, I I don't know. I think I mean millennials. Yeah, like I said, the '80s. Most of us grew up in the '80s, futuristic computer technology. Now we're moving into uh, renewable energy. Um, all that. That's definitely. You know, that's very interesting. You say that because that is that is that is so true. That, that was the heartbeat of our, or the backbone, you know, of, of our uh, evolution or, or development, you know what I'm saying, was to move into the digital age, you know, synth, right? Like, that was like the soundtrack of the 80s was synth, you know what I mean? And even so, Stranger Things got the whole synth thing going, you know what I mean? And then we uh, dipped, you know, like the Terminator and all that kind of stuff, like just, you know, those pivotal movies uh 80s 90s you know where we move into like this like uh, digital you know uh what is it computers having uh, neural nets and stuff like that you know trying to map them out like uh brain connections and things like that you know moving off into that the jetsons like f you know flying cars like this whole like uh this yeah digital frontier tron you know like all of that you know like we were just enamored with that and so some of those things that we you know uh really just some ideas and concepts that we really like it fell in love with you know we're trying to see come to you know fruition right now 
you know what I mean? Like self-driving cars and stuff like that. You know, those, a lot of these things are from like AD ideology, you know, we finally got the tech to do it. Augmented reality, like VR, like crazy, crazy, man. So I'm curious if there will be another generation that takes it in a whole different direction that foregoes, you know, this foundation that we already put down, you know, we go with some deep stuff right here. Cause we gotta be thinking like, I wonder if they're going to like, are they going to replicate consciousness? Like <laughs> That's where I'm going. That's what I'm going <laughs> That's yeah, what when he was like, ah. <laughs> no, keep it real. Like on, on that, like that's like very fascinating because you know what I mean. Like generationally, like are we in a pattern? Is this a loop? Because how much do we know? Are we in control of it? Like when you were talking about the era, like you summed it up very well. But it's like, did we cause that or did, are we just going down a path that someone already laid out? Like in many ways, really, not to be on a religious thing, but I know a lot of people associated with religion, yes and no, but in many forms, are we, how much of this is our choice versus, oh no, we're just along for the ride. This is just what's happening, like with or without you, because it's not like I had a hand in how the internet came about. I was like, yo, I'll just play an Oregon trail. And then I'm over here trying to do, <laughs> you know, info seek and Lycos in eighth grade. Right. And then, you know, we build in uh, you know, base Excel's barely getting on the scene. And then all of a sudden, Oh dude, you could go to NBA and there's like little clips of dunks. I'm like what? Hey, you could send an image to like this. I'm like, yo, I didn't come up with any of that shit. Download right. a, a, a That's our era. It'll take like 30 minutes. And you got to shut down the computer if your mom comes in the door. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. How much, how much. Ah, of, ah, uh, control, delete. <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo, for real. How much uh, of this is our doing? You know uh, what I mean? Uh, you, see, you see art images? Well, right? Yeah. You know, this stuff was like, you know, like think of Star Trek. That was in the 60s. Star Star Trek, you know, they like showed that. us what they were gonna give us. Oh, and 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 like some of the other stuff, like Bat. They, they joke around and say, if you look at Batman, a lot of things that Batman does is in new technology, like you know how they're trying to do things with Bluetooth and things like that. So Batman and Star Trek were one of the things. I I believe that there's an idea that was set long time ago. Yep, a ripple set that you know, and this then a ripple. Yeah, and but we also take that, and we sometimes might like catapult it even further from a different view you know yeah i mean definitely if we if we're going to go there you know what i mean uh definitely time is um you know a, a construct i mean it's only important to us because we're we're mortals you know what i'm saying we're finite right it's really it really think about it think about it <clears throat> there if, if, if let's just say you go to the kuiper belt right you'd be so far away from earth Right, that if you were to ever meet anybody there, they would probably have a different concept of time than we would, right? So our definition would be irrelevant. Like, I mean, it's just, you know, we talk about it, right? It, the people who deal with time converse on a similar, uh, you know, understanding of it, right? Similar lifetime, you know, life cycles or or, 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 or uh, you know, uh, which not life cycles, I'm trying to say lifespans, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. what I was gonna say, yo, you know, you're talking about the time or whatever. 
I don't know if you guys seen that little report where it says that they may have found a parallel universe spotted that a universe is going backwards in time. That's what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know how true it is because we don't like these are all theories and concepts that we can actually say it, see it, you know. But yeah, I, I just uh, but but think about it. Like if if let's just, let's just say that solar systems that that might even be too grand. Let's just say that planets and stars could talk or whatever. They like they have some way of communicating that is just beyond our ability to understand. And do you think they would talk about in years? Oh, I'm a, I, I, I'm a billion years old. Or do you think that they would like? do something that's more, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like another form, you know what I mean? Like uh, of, of measuring time, you know what I'm saying? Like we, 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 like, like I talked about before, like, because we're not ants, like we talk about, we measure distances in feet and kilometers, et cetera. Right. But that's really not like you wouldn't even a, a, an inch is irrelevant in the, if you're talking about the cosmos, Right, like that, 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 that unit of measure is now irrelevant, and so I'm just saying, like, for people who are or things that are, you know, uh, maybe eternal or or definitely have a longer lifespan, you know. Well, when, when you say that, I because I think about, I was thinking the other day, I was like, I wonder if time has a relevance in the relevancy on height, like our size, because I was saying, like, I wonder if an ant sees time the same way as us, because they say time is 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 fine that it's the same anyway but is it because the perception of time when you're a kid is different than when you get older and then it's like the idea of when you are and i wonder is like is it the size and scale of things is the time perceived differently you know because they say it's the same but i wonder if the perception of time is actually different you know? Well, I mean, that's. I think Einstein said, "Let's uh, fool Ryan is twisted." <laughs> Crazy, <laughs> man. <laughs> Did I smoke too much, Ryan? Did I smoke too much? No, you're right at my level, bro. I ask these questions all the time, man. I, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I, I, I try to dig as far deep down to really try to find, like, uh, you know, just uh, conversations more or less and speculation. Um, but it is fascinating. I think you guys bring up a lot of things. Like, time is fascinating. You know what I mean? Um, you, we reference it in, in the many different, you know, types of, uh, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, like books, uh, stories, um, Mayan calendar, there's references to things of time that measure time. Now what it is and how it came here and its purpose is still <clears throat> debatable to many levels. There's a lot of confusion. It is kind of hard to explain. It's just, it's, it's, uh, well, like, like when we go to sleep, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. When you go to sleep. You probably sleep for eight hours, but what you remember is going to sleep, maybe two to three minutes of some foggy memory, and then you wake up. Boom. Essentially, time traveled, mm -hmm. even though your body still. Mine normally uh, like entails my <laughs> daughter putting her knee in my back somehow, like even though I said, stay in your room. <laughs> stay in your room. It's like I wake up and I'm like, uh, and then she's like, mm, yeah. and I'm like, oh, yes, yeah, my girl, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, mine usually consists of waking up from my out of a sleep app machine, like, just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I can't breathe, <laughs> you know, oh, <laughs> but uh, no, but I'm 
like it but i'm just saying like i know we we people are sleeping for certain certain hours of time you know we see people sleeping but our concept our consciousness is like go to sleep and then we wake up maybe it may feel like four or five minutes consciously you know like like our time our 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 perception of time is completely different when you're asleep that's what i'm saying are we told this are we told what time is at least in our spectrum because we only know time is how we like how everything we get in knowledge is just kind of passed down speculation but there's kind of generally what we think but as this internet shit happens and kind of what we were talking about before we hopped on and before we started the pod, we were talking about like news and information and it is hard to discern what's quote unquote real and not because the way I'm seeing it, I, I, I have a tendency to question a lot of things, which I've, it's always been my nature. I'm very, uh, uh, you know, uh, whatever that's called, but, um, I always question that. And, and even more so now, I think with, you know, deep holes, I go down, I, I definitely, you know, have a chunk of meat to question everything. And it, it is for the worst because it makes me have to look at reality in a very different way, but it's more or less fascinating to me. There's nothing else that's intrigued me. So that's why a conversation like this, when you talk about time, I think when Marcus alluded to time traveling, I'm like, I'm more in the realm of that at this point, because agreed you only remember a small portion and then you wake up in a different day and a different time but it's only told in this weird game that we're like hey here's how we mark the calendars here's the days the sun says like it's some weird construct that i guess we figured out but then yet we account for eight hours of sleep but that shit feels like i'm asleep but somehow i wake up like what (laughs) that doesn't even make sense to me how we wake up Absolutely. Well, I mean, and I think that's why it definitely gets to being, you know, religious, a religious thing, you know, like inevitably, you know, it's just kind of like ends up getting there. But definitely, I mean, my question is, um, you know, if we evolved, like if life started from, if it wasn't God, if it wasn't a God or something like that, and it just so happened to be like uh, Mother Nature or whatever, life figured out a way to create us but it didn't figure out a way to keep us alive you know what i'm saying like where's the where's the where where is the equity or equality like equality in that like in, in that regard like how is it that you could create something out of nothing but yet it's as soon as it starts it's falling apart you know what i mean what did you really create and what are we really celebrating you know what I'm saying? Like, if 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 it's just uh, a matter of it being, uh, you know, life, you know, and and no, and 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 no, and you know, and and no consequence. You know what I'm saying? No kind of like reason for this being. You know what I'm saying? Like either we were made to exist for, you know, forever or not. You know what I'm saying? Like. I, I, it's just like that's that's the question that I have. Like you know, we 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 can embrace this idea that you know somehow this stuff happened and you know life was created. But what's the rationale for why it ends? I always loved the the Men in Black thing where they showed a marble, but within the marble was a new universe. Within that marble, was an, and outside of that marble, we're in a different universe in a marble. That was such a dope 
concept, you know, where it was like, you know, it was like when he was on the when it was on his chain, like in the yeah, little, like the something yeah. like Brian's belt, and then it was like another universe. But then like then they showed that oh oh we're safe, and then they found like they zoomed out further, and they found that they like what they're trying to show is like they were in a marble in itself in a, its own universe within some other beams. Play, like playing marbles with it or whatever, knocking it around. Yeah. What's up? Uh-oh. <laughs> you got snatched. Uh, snatched. What's up? <clears throat> what's up? This is Noah and this is Kennedy. Hey, what's up? I, I don't know if you I don't know if you met Ryan before. Yeah. You definitely met Marcus. Hi, babe. Oh, okay. You guys had you guys enjoyed your ride? Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Ryan, that's gonna be you. Yo, show enough. Show enough. This is going to be you in a little bit, man. It happens. Oh, sorry, boo. It happens fast. I love I know. it. I know. This is this this is the one that needs me in my in my in my sleep. Hi, Daddy's girl. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Mr. Ryan. Hi, Mr. Marcus. Hi, Mr. Ryan. Not. No, let me. Let me, let me <laughs> yeah. Let me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Say say good night, night. All right. Love you. <laughs> Sleep tight, man. Yeah, so, anyways. But, um, yeah, man, it's, it's very interesting concepts and ideas uh, of, like, just life in general, you know? Um, it's just, yeah, yeah. Well, as I, as I get more into IT and knowing about, like, how the network and internet works. It's just like there's so many similarities that I feel with the internet as there is into the universe. You know, because they well, say it was modern after that. Yeah. Well, I I mean I yeah. It, but it's crazy just to think how it says like the how you see it and you say that the you know there was a big bang and from the big bang from what they say right right the universe is expanding and it's ever so expanding right. Well, when you look at internet, right, you're like, okay, well, you have IP version four, which is a certain amount of levels, right? But then they're trying to do IP version six, which is going to expand out the internet even more. And then within a company, you have subnets and layers, right? So within uh, IP address, you have subnets and sub layers. So you can have all this infinite amount of things going on the internet. And it's just like, when I, when I see that and I see the, and I get it modeled after it, when I see it, that to me, I was like, "Oh, it's 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 an advanced life form that that's created. There's something a lot bigger that created this. You know, it's just something that like scary at times. Well, absolutely at times, but it's like it has it has to. It's just. But think about it. I don't know if you watch Westworld, but I mean, like, it's like no 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 different. Like. A flawed human creates like this life, right? And that life ends up, I'm not going to say, you know what I'm saying? But we could even, we all seen Jurassic Park, right? We weren't wow. here to understand, we weren't here to witness the dinosaurs. So we, so when they made the dinosaurs, they assumed a lot of things about their environment, right? That were like, we, we created these, we recreated them and put them in an environment that is our interpretation of their environment. Right, because the science says that you can only observe what is, 
you, when you start surmising and doing all that, that's not science. You know what I'm saying? That's something else. So if we weren't here to see all this, you know, the, the, the state as it existed and they were, you know, combining like cryptaceous period with the Jurassic, this and that. So my point is, is that we don't understand ourselves completely. Right. And yet we turn around and we create something modeled after ourselves, but we don't fully understand ourselves. So that way, so be, you know, so that mean, for sure, we won't be able to control this thing called the internet. Right. Because it's going to be, um, growing out of our control you know what i'm saying like doing things that we don't even understand you know what i'm saying we haven't mapped out all, all our brains yet we don't know how that works we don't know how you know certain things happen the synapses and how your memory is even really stored like i mean is it stored in liquid you know what i mean like like what is it what is a memory you know what i'm saying what is an idea what is, what, what is that like it, I thought it was little clouds that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like with little dot dots on yeah. when you're texting on your. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like when she ghosts me when she doesn't dot 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 and it doesn't come. Right. Like oh, you see it's red and then you're like three hours later like oh but but she read it. <laughs> but but uh, what what you say too is like I also am a firm believer is like it's not that we can't do anything we just haven't figured out how to do it, you know, like. That requires time. This concept that we just talked about, right? Yeah. Like that makes it real. Like people, as of right now, there there isn't a way that we know of or as allowed to fix kidney failure. There's been studies about stem cell re research, but it's not. I mean, and this and this is a different thing. It's like not on, now. It's not only that. It's also, are they going to allow it? Because is it valuable? You know, that's a different little issue I have where. They're not gonna right. All of a sudden they start getting, all of a sudden they start caring, right? I, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we, we start, uh, you know, starting to draw lines. Like it's not just about expansion and, 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 and like controlling and not controlling. It's not just about fixing this thing right now. There's some ethical issues. Like, should we be doing this? Yeah. Cause if right? you do this, then it cuts off a, a streamline of money. Well, yeah. that, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, maybe that's, is that ethics, though, with the money? I would say, I mean, well, okay, well, if you're talking about, there's certain ethics, like, like, remember years ago, they were cloning, or, or we thought they were able to clone, right. right? I'm not sure if it was true or not, cloning ears, and then there's that ethics of, like, well, if you create a being, and then you kill it for its body parts, is that ethical? Because now that this being, even though it's right. a was it grown from you or your right. uh, your cells? Right. Does it have its own? That's the definitely ethical. That's definitely. That. <laughs> but but ethics also not. I mean, like I don't know if it's ethics or not, but it's like financial ethics, right? Where people are like, well, if I create this cure, what does it cut off so many jobs? You know what I'm saying? Like you you, you would I think you want to move right. into, into a better way because we see that with technology because a lot of technology kills a lot of jobs you know but there's always more there's always a new frontier you know like that's just why we don't really move forward i i think like we, our budget is spread thin we're over here still pinging like the delta quadrant of whatever it's like fool you don't even get along with the people across the the, the globe from you you know what i'm saying like how far can we go oh we have to we have to orbit around saturn
So if you really pinged somebody and those fools came over here, do you really want them to come here? If they have the technology and the ability to actually come and visit you, you already know. You already know that it's if they want it to be fun, it's fun. You know what I'm saying? So what are we really doing? Like, and why are we doing it? What sets you claim, right? Like, hold up. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you, that? Like, oh, and boot. You know what I'm saying? Just like, you know what I'm saying, in in, in, in um in Avengers. But it's, it's true, though. I mean, it's like, man, y'all, first of all, turn the knob this way. Your frequency was off. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're still using fossil fuels. We, you know what I mean? Like we like however they get here, they're gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Like so I'm just saying, like, why are we doing that? We could be spending that money um on fixing things if we truly wanted to, you know, fix them. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, but, but, I mean this is could be another podcast, but I question I, I mean like I question cancer research. Like it's like how long do you need to research something? You know, like, like you're talking right. about millions of dollars and many people researching this. Oh, billions. And, huh? I, I'm saying millions of billions. Of I mean, like billions, right? And I'm like, billions of dollars, thousands of people researching it. And I keep thinking, it's like, are you guys just doing the same thing over and over? Or are you just like, it's like, oh, yeah, do these steps. Are you just doing the same steps over and over? Like, how long are you going to study this and not move forward? You know? find a breakthrough yeah you know all that brain power i would i would i don't know man it, it makes me question a lot of things that i'll leave that for another one because this is really i'm in the same boat bro i'm in the same boat <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm exactly. in the same boat i'm sitting like mm-hmm. things about stem cell research why are we not doing this yeah well, definitely, and it's but that's why you get these clinical trials and experimental things. Like, it's funny because, like, you know, you know, the cancer took my dad as well, and so it's just like a very interesting uh, time in that I asked myself the same questions. But specifically, it was like, it's the the more you know, the more people you know, right? The more you get exposed to, the more opportunities you get to meet these unique doctors who have made these unique studies right because for every person that diagnoses one thing right here you have another doctor with the same amount of time that says oh that's not that's not it you know what i mean so you have these competing things and that leads me to the question like is it really science (laughs) is it really science because it would seem as that if the science would agree you know what i'm saying like this is because we done this in a scientific way there is no argument, right? That should take out of it. Like either this works or it doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I mean, right? You can go to two different doctors and get two different diagnoses or you can get two different uh, remedies. Like, hey, go home, do this. And the other doctor says, go home and do this, right? But you find out once you peel back the layers, oh, this doctor, he did his general ed. He, he went to school for math or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like how we go and get our degrees, but we under uh we our undergrad stuff was in whatever i still have the title of i'm a computer software developer or whatever my job is but on my way to getting there i had other expertises or undergrad work that i did and you find that out when you go to different doctors like oh you're not you didn't really specialize in this type of thing so you need to consult this person or that person and you know i'm saying like it's that whole type of thing and so um i i i think that it's who you know, 
number one. And I do think that there are a lot more people that have more breakthrough type, uh, you know, or procedures that they could try, but it's the general consensus. It's like, we don't, we won't generally say that this works. You know what I mean? Because, you know, this person has this study and it works in his study, you know, but we tried it again and it didn't work. So there's a lot of red tape in medical, which I understand because there's a lot of possibility too. But there's some things I'm just like, yeah. The uh, the way that the country responded to this fucking nonsense, in my opinion, like this COVID shit, they should be responding to cancer and heart disease patients like this on the daily. <laughs> if we put this much effort into this shit, this effort should be put into those two things stat. Because if it's been this long to even gain any traction on any type of uh, like, uh, you know, any type of cure, it's like, this is crazy. But yet this covid shit i'm like yo we locked down almost the world for this and this don't even kill like anywhere close to anybody that's ever died of a multitude of things man the numbers are crazy so that's why i'm like it is funny when you start to dig a little bit and it's not even anything crazy this is like logical like why isn't that why don't they do that how come people don't really talk more about this because you can make a case and say there's at least a lot of people in this country, if not the world that are affected by cancer directly, like the lines aren't too far. And that's the one commonality that everybody has in, in the saddest ways, because there's a lot of people that have been affected by this and um, for it not to have, you know, kind of what we're kind of talking about, essentially, it's kind of like having that uh, focus or having whatever it takes to try to, you know, find some kind of situation to alleviate that is weird especially looking at this instance right now and how people are tuned in just to this one thing. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, crazy or not, man, I got to take it seriously. You know what I'm saying? To be honest with you. And now I look at it like, and I, this is something that was kind of not in the interview, but I was like, it's like, well, what would you do when you open it back up? I was like, I got to take it seriously because I, I didn't fight this hard for something right. like that. You know what I'm saying? That, so, right. If it's real or not or whatever, I got to take it seriously and I'd rather err on caution than whatever. Yeah. But you're absolutely right because I'm like, well, you know, and that was one of my arguments at the beginning. I'm like, well, you know, let's look at the real numbers of certain things. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's killing 5% of the people that it's attached to, roughly 5 to 6%, you know, um, yeah. attached to right now. And that's uh, a lot higher than what the flu is killing as the attached rate, you know, the percentage. Uh, right. So when you look at like the percentage is higher, but yeah, there's a lot, you have a lot, you have some valid, you know, really good questions about the cancer, you know, um, as you see, like they figured out how to suppress HIV to a certain level, you know. That'll be for next time, cause like that's a that, that's 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 a, a, a just a, a question that I an ethical question, like you know what I'm saying, like <clears throat> not to cure, but we could talk more about it. Another, you know, the, the next time if we want, if we should should choose to go that way or talk about it offline. But yeah, um, I, I I'll say this and then I'll, I'll be done, cause I'm gonna watch uh, Grindhouse or uh, Death Proof with my wife, so we about to finish that. But um, uh. Yeah, I like that one. I, I, that's that's one of my ones. But uh, the one with the gun on the foot, on the leg. 
Was that Grindhouse? No, that's Planet Terror. But that is Grindhouse, the, the double feature. Planet Terror had the one with, yeah, the gun on her foot. And then, yep. And then uh, Death Proof was the one with Kurt Russell in the, in the, in the car, the stuntman. Dope. Super dope. But, um, yeah, man, I, I just, it's, I mean, I just realized I have my shirt on right here. This is my shirt with my dad on it. Uh, you know, like, I, I think about this time and, you know, just, man, if, you know, what if he was still with us, but then it was like the COVID that got him, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's crazy. Uh, it's real crazy. You know, I, I was talking to Noel about it. Noel Guadalupe, you know, his dad passed away like a little bit after my dad. And so we, you know, keep in touch about it. But to your point about, man, getting this far to be taken out by it, you know, and, and I just feel like the, you, we have to consider the fact that this is contagious, unlike these other things. And so I, I'll say that and put a period there, you know, I think that's the reason why we responded to it a certain way. But the way that we are responding to, or some of us are responding to this, um, our freedoms, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, the government is trying to tread on your freedom by 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 putting you on quarantine, and it's like we ain't even been on it's, we ain't been on quarantine for a year, you know what I'm saying? In my opinion, and maybe you know what I'm saying having some time in the Navy, like maybe I, I'm okay, you know, I've been conditioned to be okay with being up, but 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 my point is is that. in one stand like the heart disease and all that like we want the freedom to be able to eat ourselves into the grave right don't tell me i can't do it this is my god-given american right i could drink my soda until i my liver falls out right and i make that analogous to i want to go back out there and i want to work in the midst of the pandemic or do whatever like because i because because it's my right to do that you know what i'm saying it's like but i mean i don't I, I don't really have an opinion i really don't have uh, you know an opinion because i understand it but it's like which one are we just because you have the freedom to do it should you do it you know what i'm saying like like that i feel like that's a discussion that's worth having not on this podcast but you know amongst people like um should, should should the fact that we know that if you drink this or you eat this type of food, it could kill you. You know what I'm saying? Like, should 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 we be intervening in that? You know, because Ryan was saying how we responded to heart disease and stuff like that. It just made me think along those lines. Like, I think that we might have more intervention, but we just are allowed to hide behind our freedoms. You know what I'm saying? And so because we do that, we pursue certain things that we know aren't healthy for us. And likewise, our freedoms might make this pandemic go longer. You know what I'm saying? Because people might might be in a hurry to get back to some sense of normalcy and re-expose themselves to, you know, to to to, to this to this virus. I'm foreseeing it's gonna be like when we get off the Navy ship. You know, I don't know if you've been, when you've been deployed, but you pull into a pier. And when they get, like, in the first couple of days, most of people are drunk. You know what I'm saying? That's what I think. People are just going, like, yeah! You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not kidding. I'm just saying. Like, uh, but all you got something to spend my money on. You feel me? 
it's really like, and I know we should we should go, but wrap it up. But that's kind of what I said in the interview because I said I fought for us to have freedoms, and I understand it. But part of me gets a little irritated where people are like you're taking away my freedoms, and I and there's that like kind of militant, angry side of like, motherfucker, you want to talk about freedom? Like, don't. Give me- <laughs> in the military but when you get your freedoms taken away and you have to abide by certain rules and you're fighting for other freedoms you see somebody in my opinion people arguing like my freedoms are taken away no, right there's limitations on it right um and we are still way more blessed than other countries absolutely reports about other people possibly getting murdered or mucked out if they leave their house or not get a, a you know. Not have their mask on, right? Being shot for not having their mask on. So, just end it right I actually give Ryan an opportunity to talk because you commandeered the whole thing right now. <laughs> this is the Marzani and Marcus podcast starring Ryan. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. Ryan, get your little input in. Not your little. Oh no! See, you no, see, I, you see. I love when I love when y'all. No, I, I love when you guys go back and forth. No, I just. I mean, I totally get where you guys are coming from. I mean, maybe it's just how I just view the the situation. But uh, I mean, I I agree. It's nothing to be. I wouldn't say it's fake. But when you look at kind of the way, at least that it's explained to me, or at least the way that I see it. It's it's very similar along the lines of you know anything that could kill you, meaning influenza, meaning uh, you know H one N one. If it's I think it's still out there, like all the all the even the old school ones like measles, the they still out there. Shots out to the old school joints, you know what I mean? Like those are still killing people in the same manner, you know, com- people with compromised health deficiencies. You know what I mean? They're still out there, and we haven't really totally found a, a cure to suppress it. So I put it up there in the lines of lines of that. That's how I see it. Uh, but I'm not, if this is something that it's brand new and the way that it's kind of portrayed to me and in, in, in the way that media kind of holds it, it does seem like those movies, you know what I mean? Where it's like every day, yo, this many people, you know, infected. If we go out, the numbers are going to go up. I was like, I mean that's kind of the deal because if you go out, there is the possibility of, you know, people <laughs> spreading. So yeah, the number is going to go up now to what degree is speculative, right. but right. Right. we could all agree at this point. Now it's like, even if we open up, life isn't ever going to be the same. So how long do we wait until? Absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm there with you. you. I mean? I'm right. I'm right. I mean, there that's, that's kind of where I see it, but Absolutely. it's all speculative, but I don't get me wrong. Like, you know, my brother's out there, you know, being compromised you know like he all the time and we talk about it and it's 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 fascinating you know what i mean he takes a similar stance to where i see it um but you know to each his own and i think that's what's fascinating about the situation because it is a wait and see approach because we are really quarantining based on the idea that there could be millions if not you know trillions of people at risk so we're like okay let's let's wait it out now what protocol that is like for me georgia opened three weeks ago and we haven't really heard anything from georgia you know texas i know is kind of just this is their first i think week at it so i mean i don't know they had a spike reporting yeah they had a spike so but of course because everybody's out so now how many cases versus how many deaths 
and then trying to figure that haystack out because I know that's a lot of paperwork. I know it's very intricate. So we probably won't even know the true numbers till way down the road. But it's just how long do we wait until we I, I, know, try to go back to normal, I guess, is the situation. I completely agree with that. And I think as long as we're taking steps where it's like this isn't like this, you know, uh, indefinite thing, you know, I'm willing to slow play it in, as far as I'm concerned, because I looked at it like the government is not shutting me down. Collectively, we are agreeing to stay in our houses for each other's protection. This ain't got nothing to do with the government. That's just the way I felt about it. But I could see if somebody was feeling like, no, it's the government trying to take away my right, you know, how they could feel a little bit more militant about it. Like, I definitely understand and I'm compassionate for that, too, because like Marcus said, I have been there where, you know, it's like they tell you to go do this. In order to get to this job, you have to do cross several perils that could take your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you don't have a, you don't have the right to say, no, I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? Like I've been there before as well. So I know what freedom being taken away is in my opinion. You know what I mean? So I'll just say like, uh, I do acknowledge that the reopening and the getting to a new norm is going to cause people's lives, cost some people their lives, but we have, we can't just stay here. We can't just stay in the ark. You know what I mean? we got to go out and repopulate the world you know what i'm saying like it, it's gonna take that you know um and you know so so i, I just pray that it's uh you know uh definitely no, you know no no nobody that i know or i, mean, I already know people who personally who've had it but have gotten better you know but um definitely not don't want to see anybody that i know you know die unfortunately in my interview i was like yeah people can do what they're gonna want to do i'm just gonna wear a mask you know what i said first was like I'm going to continue and be cautious about it because I don't have that option to do a willy nilly and do whatever and not believe it's not, it can't affect me because I have health issues. So, and that's how I look at it, you know, and that was mostly what the report is. I get it. We got to get it back out there for the economy or whatever. Yeah. Or can't live in fear all the time. I believe. Right. But for me, I have to. I have to. You know, just as much as I got to take a cop pulling up on me, seriously. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. That's another conversation for another day, too, man. Yeah, no, that, thank, thank you, guys. We'll, we'll end on that. We'll, we have a lot of good cliffhangers, man. But thank you guys yeah. again, Marjani, Marcus. Appreciate, appreciate your time. You. Sorry for being late. Uh, yeah, no, we're all good. Um, yeah, thank you, guys. You guys have a good That's night. Right. You too, fam. Appreciate it. Bye, Jeff. Definitely. All right.